Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 23, recorded November 6, 2020. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, we have the Great Brinks Robbery, another smart door lock, the Pack Lock Locking Hitch Pin is available, Lock Pickers United Classification Team needs your help, sales, giveaways, and more. You can find this show on most podcast apps, YouTube, and at thelocksportscast.com. YouTube and a few of the podcast apps restrict my ability to post full show notes, including all the links that work. So if you're using one of those, go to www.thelocksportscast.com for full show notes, including clickable links on all of these things. Uh, Quick announcements here. Shared news has been a little light the last couple of weeks. I've been putting a fair amount of time into trying to dig things up myself. I have another 72-hour work week next week, so if the news stays as light as it's been these last two weeks, I might skip next week, because I really don't have time to go through and dig it all out myself. Also, I've seen a few posts here and there online saying that people don't listen to the podcast because I'm not covering X or Y, something that they're interested in. I'm willing to cover pretty much anything that's Locksport-related, so if you are involved in something that I'm not covering, send me in some news about it. Send me in some information because if you're interested in it, chances are somebody else is too, and they might want to hear about it on the podcast. In news this week, uh, Google search found Xiaomi Smart Door Lock Pro is officially released in China. On November 4th, Xiaomi officially released a the Mi Smart Door Lock Pro. It supports seven unlocking methods adopts a direct plug-in C-level smart lock cylinder. It combines the door lock, doorbell, and camera into one. The Xiaomi Smart Door Lock Pro can not only link with Xiaomi Smart Home, but also with Apple HomeKit Smart Home. As said, there are seven unlocking methods, including fingerprint unlocking, password unlocking, temporary password, Bluetooth, HomeKit, NFC, and emergency key. The Xiaomi Smart Door Lock Pro adopts a straight, plug lock cylinder design. The lock cylinder penetrates the lock body even if the front panel is damaged. It still has a safe mechanical lock. It adopts the industry's highest security level C. And that's one of the Chinese uh, security levels, I believe. The main control chip is also on the rear panel. It is for avoiding electronic interference and prevent the small black box from unlocking. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but that's what the uh, release said. It also has ultra-high-definition wide-angle camera that supports door stay detection. When someone stays at the door for too long, the camera will automatically wake up and start recording after it sends a notification to the user's smartphone to keep track of the situation in front of the door. Packlock announced this week that the locking hitch pin is here. It's the locking pick hitch pin 80 series 304 stainless steel and aluminum body options uh, will use the ucs core or standard rekeyable cylinders finally open all of your trailer locks with one key it says 
There's the ADS-125, which fits inch and a quarter receivers. And the ADS-250 fits two, two and a half and three inch receivers. And I'll have a link in the show notes to the Amazon store page for those. Bag of Locks send in a uh, sad story. It's kind of an example of where a cheap padlock could have been used to save a life. Even a cheap padlock would have worked here. It's an example of what happens if you don't properly secure a gate once it's open. The headline title was, An activist's dreams were about to come true, then a horrific accident cut her life short. A trip to the wind-withered sandstone of Arches National Park was supposed to be a celebration, a chance for Ladovic Michon, I can't pronounce these names, of Denver to show his new wife one of his favorite landmarks. Instead, the Utah Park became the site of a horrific accident that killed her. His wife, Esther, 25, was a celebrated human rights activist in her home of Uganda on June 13th she was decapitated by a metal gate that swung into the couple's car as they were exiting the Arches parking lot on their way to get ice cream, according to a wrongful death administrative claim. It alleges that the park employees, if the park employees had properly installed the gate not to swing into oncoming traffic or placed a cheap padlock on the gate to secure it, the accident wouldn't have happened. I know, kind of starting on a downer, huh? Well, moving up, uh, community news. Rune Picker is still working on his scratch-made challenge lock called Four Eyes. You can check out his uh, video diary series on the build on his channel. I will have a link to that in the show notes. He's putting a lot of work into this, and it's com- it's it's interesting to follow. Also, I watched a video by Lock a Lot or Reed, as a lot of you know him, designed and. 3D printed SFIC padlock. He 3D printed a lock body and some of the parts for a SFIC core padlock. He used the SFIC core, the ball bearings and the shackle from a regular lock and put them into this 3D printed body with the with other parts and it's really it's really well done. <laughs> At a distance on the video it looks just like a regular lock body. And HV Logic sent in a note here that says, just thought I would send this directly to you in case you missed it somehow. And it was a post from the announcements page on the Lockpickers United Discord channel by Correct Jeans. Correct Jeans, if you don't know, is responsible for most of the lock classification happening over there for the belt system. And it reads, the classification team needs your data. It has become clear over time that the rankings for high pin count locks are inherently flawed as many of the placements assume the lock is either well below its maximum ping count, in the case of the Alpha FB, Vachette, Radial, etc., or nearly fully pinned, in the case of Kaba Gemini, Codkey, and most Quesos. We understand that these locks cannot usually be purchased with a known number of pins, but since it has such an effect on difficulty, we are working on the threshold values for pin count that would allow these locks to be ranked at multiple levels. However, we want to make sure that the numbers we use best reflect the actual distributions of pin counts found in the wild, which is where we need some assistance. If you have any high pin count locks that you've either gutted or carefully probed with picks, please PM me with pin counts for locks that you have. 
This also applies to any other locks with variable pinning, such as the Miwa EC. There are future plans to do the same thing for more locks with difficulty that depends on mastering, non-mastered by lock at black belt, for example. But let's take it one step at a time. And also on the subject of karate belts, I don't have any, I didn't see any announcements of black belts, and I didn't see on the Lock Pickers Night at anybody requesting a new belt, purple or higher, but I did see one request by Hogmaster to have his brown belt synced from the Reddit. I'm not sure how long he's had it, but I just wanted to say congratulations on earning your brown belt, Hogmaster. Now I'd like to take a quick break, say thank you to all the people that made this episode possible. First off, we will thank all of the executive producers who are my Patreon subscribers. We have Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, and 2B Deciphered. They all have YouTube channels. They all have a lot of really great content on there, and you can find them in the show notes. I make sure that even the links for all of the producers, both executive and content producers, are in the show notes for YouTube and that they work over there. So you can just open the description and click on them. Content producers for this episode included Bags of Locks and HV Logic were the ones who submitted stories for this uh, episode. And then on the giveaway side, we have Dusty and Wendy, Panda Frog, Rune Picker, Alex Who, Starry Lock, and Pocket Woman, all involved in those. And we will have more of that coming up later. The show is only possible because of all of the news, links, and information that people send in. Uh, so. If you're getting any value out of this, consider sending in anything you hear that's Locksport related. You can send it to podcast at locksportscast.com or any of the uh, contact methods listed in the show notes, or just go to contact or support tab on the locksportscast.com and you can uh, find all my contact information there as well. You can also support the podcast by sharing it with your friends. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. And if you so choose, you can uh, subscribe on Patreon or donate via PayPal. Now, if that's out of the way, we will move on to lockpicking criminal news. Uh, Google search brought up a article called Attempt by Crowbar Wielding Duo to Blow Up Claymont Wawa ATM Safe. Delaware State Police are investigating a failed safe-cracking robbery inside the Claymont Wawa that occurred early Thursday. The attempt occurred at 4.49 a.m. when troopers were dispatched to Wawa location at 301 Ridge Road, Claymont. Upon arrival, troopers met with store employees who reported two persons armed with crowbars demanded everyone get on the ground. The suspects set an explosive charge at the ATM inside the store but were unsuccessful at gaining access to the safe inside of the ATM. The suspects then fled the scene in an unknown direction. There are currently no description of the subject. But because this involved trying to blow up the safe, not only do you have local police involved, but you have the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or ATF, and they are helping to investigate. And you really don't want to be on their bad side. Anyone with information is asked to please contact Detective Dukes of the Troop 2 Criminal Investigation Unit and, or by calling Delaware Crime Stoppers at 1-800-TIP-3333 or via the internet. And the main topic for this week is the famous 
Brinks Bank Robbery. I found an article entitled History, Ahern Testifies on Picking Locks at Brinks Trial. The $2.75 million Brinks Bank robbery on January 17, 1950 was the largest robbery in history and it would be for 34 years following that. And they almost got away with it. But 10 days before the statute of limitations would have run out, one gang member, Joseph Specks O'Keefe, flipped and named the others. On January 11, 1956, the FBI arrested six men. Two others were picked up later, and the getaway driver, uh, Joseph Banfield, had already passed away in 1954. Arthur J. Ahern would testify in their trial. Ahern had been a Boston detective who worked the Brinks case. The robbery took place in Boston's North End at the Brinks Operations Center for Armored Cars. In an upstairs office section behind several locked doors was the counting room and vault room. The job was very well planned, enabling the men to complete the robbery in about an, half an hour. In preparation, they visited the Brinks building several times. O'Keefe and another gentleman secretly entered the Brinks depot. They picked the outside lock with an ice pick and the inner door with a piece of plastic. They later temporarily removed the cylinders from five locks, one at a time, so the locksmith could make duplicate keys for them. The locks were quickly put back before anyone noticed they were gone. On the evening of January 17, 1950, eight men loaded into the back of a stolen brand new green Ford steak truck. They, the lookout in the parking lot gave the all clear and the men climbed out into Prince Street. They quietly entered the building using the made-up keys then went to the second floor, opening several locked doors. When they got in the counting room, they bound and gagged five employees. Moving quickly, they proceeded to bag up cash and securities. When they left with the half-ton of loot, they also took four revolvers from the guards. The hall was stashed with relatives of one of the gang in Roxbury. They split up, hurried to establish their alibis. The truck was later found cut up and in a dump in a different town. The robbery was called the crime of the century and played in headlines in the Boston papers for years. Ahern was among the many Boston police who had worked the case. When called to testify, he told how easy it had been for him to pick the locks with a simple nail file. He told of the doors he had opened, each one taking only about 15 seconds. His nail file was entered into evidence. The Boston Globe ran the front page story about him on September 27, 1956 entitled Brink's Lockpicking Title Claimed by Ex-Detective. Arthur J. Ahern, a little-known amateur, posted his win over Joseph J. O'Keefe, one of the top professionals in his class. Ahern, a retired Boston detective, opened doors at Brink's Prince Street Bastion in 20 seconds and under using only a pocket nail file. Specky O'Keefe, the ex-burglar, struggled for a full minute or more with a specially rigged ice pick and celluloid square to trip the same locks. The defendants were all convicted and given life sentences. Most served 10 to 14 years. And what happened to the money? Well, only about 57000 was ever recovered. There are many stories, but no accounting. Some went for legal fees. One defendant said in 1977 it went for gambling and support of a family. So it sounds like they blew through most of it, and the FBI only ever recovered 57000 I just thought that was interesting because the criminals were used lockpicking to get into the building, and they also used services of a locksmith, whether covertly or openly. I 
never really quite clear on that. And then the police detective was able to pick it actually even faster using just a nail file. Sounds like Brinks needed to work on their security a little bit. In sales this week, we have the same two from last two of the same ones from last week. We have Commando Locks with 15% off all locks with the fall 2020 code that expires on January 1st of 2021. Mako Locks still has their 15% off with code by Mako. I don't know the expiration, but it worked at the time of this recording. I did it right before I hit the record button. And in giveaways this week, we have a new one from Starlock. He says, because of CoinWorld UK's kind shout out, I have broken the 900 subscriber milestone. And I want to show some appreciation for my old subscribers, as well as welcome all my new subscribers. The rules are pretty simple. You have to be a subscriber. You have to like the giveaway video. Make an entry video where you highlight a channel that has been important in your journey and use the hashtag BrandStarry900. Must be included in the title or description so it can be found. You can also, uh, if you don't make videos, you can email him your entry. Giveaway will run from the 4th of November until the end of the day on the 20th of November. Only one ticket per person. Multiple entries are possible if subsequent entries are donated to someone else. But even with donations, no one can have more than one ticket. Prizes are shown in the video. Additional prizes might be added later, so stay tuned for updates. And I will have a link to that video in the show notes. And Dusty and Wendy is still having his hashtag DNW100 giveaway, where you pick a lock, tell about your experience in the Locksport community, and comment on his original video. Links to that in the show notes. Panda Frog is still having his hashtag bad100 giveaway. You have to pick the worst lock in your collection. Use the hashtag bad100 in the description or title. You have until he posts his video in ENG100, which is his 100th English video. And uh, this morning he was on number 92. He will add a new lock for every five entries. And he's had to do that several times now. So go check out his video, ENG82, lock picking my new giveaway, hashtag bad one, bad 100, if you haven't already. And the link to that will also be in the show notes. Room Pickers RP Spicy Challenge is still going on, as far as I know. That one is the one where you have to take a shot of hot sauce before you pick a lock. And the giveaway is scheduled to end when his wife comes back from maternity leave. And that is estimated to be December 1st. So you still have a little time to enter that, I think. I haven't looked to be sure that nothing unexpected has happened. If you haven't already, be sure to check out all the videos in the hashtag mad Aussie challenge by Alex. He really had put quite a challenge run together for all these gentlemen who are taking part in that. And they are quite entertaining. People are uh, really getting into it. Starlock is still doing his weekly hashtag shout out Monday series where he highlights a channel with fewer than 100 subscribers. And don't forget that Pocket Woman is also making some of those videos. So you should check both their channels out and look for the hashtag shoutout Monday videos. He tries to incentivize you to check out those channels, comment and subscribe by giving you a giveaway every month. 
the giveaway is for a Law Lock Tools gift certificate. So make sure to check those out. And I am still doing my uh, Pack Lock a Month giveaway. So for every bit of information that you provide that I can use in the show, I get you an entry. If you share the show on social media and make sure to tag me or send me a screenshot or something so I know that you shared it, I will get you an entry for that. I just did the drawing right before hitting the record on this live on YouTube on the Charles Builds Crap channel. And Starrylock was the winner. So congratulations, Starrylock. Get a hold of me if you haven't already, and I will make sure that you get your lock. Remember, this show needs your support. You can support the podcast in several ways. The most important is by sending in your information. Anything you have that's Locksport-related giveaways, links, news stories, uh, something that's going on in the community, events that are happening, anything you have, send it in to podcast at locksportscast.com or go to www.thelocksportscast.com and click on the support tab on there and you have all my contact information there. You can share the show with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review on your favorite podcast app or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. If you would like, you can subscribe on Patreon to get an early release episode. It's usually about a day before they come out. Or you can donate via PayPal if you wish. And that's about it. Thanks, and keep it legal.